Ladies, this is an interview that I did with my friend Lindsay over at The Whole Mama on Facebook. And excuse the background noise, she's a working mom and her kids are goofing off and playing in the back, but she asked me some specific questions about my drinking, my journey, and all the steps that I took, and even how it could relate to other people that may be struggling with something else. So I wanted to share it with you today. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey sister, do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop? Maybe you feel like a failure because you keep telling yourself that today will be different. You wake up each morning hoping to do better, but when the afternoon rolls around, all your promises to yourself are shot. And society screams, you deserve to have that drink, eat that piece of cake, and scroll mindlessly through social media. Hi, I'm Michelle Porterfield, certified mindset and breakthrough coach, mom of three, former daily wine drinker, excuse maker and promise breaker. Coffee's my jam, dry shampoo is my BFF, and I am so glad you're here. I have created this community to help you walk in faith towards freedom from alcohol and other strongholds like it. Together, we will work to show you your value, your strength, and your ability to overcome. So pop in your earbuds and go for a walk, or buckle up for your commute. Girl, get ready for straight talk and the truth, because it's time to elevate your mindset, develop healthy routines, and begin to thrive alcohol-free. This is my friend Michelle Porterfield, and I have invited her on today really continuing the conversation about releasing the things that aren't serving us anymore, the things that are holding us back, um, and how to uncover that, how to really move into that. So Michelle has an awesome story that I'm going to let her tell you in a minute, but um, I'm going to introduce her real quick. So Michelle is the host of Set Free Sisterhood podcast. She's a certified life coach. She specializes in helping women break free from unhealthy loops that they feel trapped in, specifically negative thinking, over-drinking, and self-sabotage. She overcame self-doubt, broken promises, daily drinking, and feeling stuck in reaction mode for almost a decade. August of 2020, she passed the two-year mark of celebrating her amazing alcohol-free life, which is just awesome. Um, and just for fun, she loves dry shampoo. It's a lifesaver. She loves really loud music when she works out, and she loves to be outside in the sunshine as much as possible. Her mission is to help women learn that they have control of their thoughts and actions. She wants them to be able to see their value and strength and believe that they can commit to the hard stuff and overcome. Her desire is that they elevate their awareness around the things that they go to when they are stressed, frustrated, angry, uncomfortable, embarrassed, and sometimes even happy. These things keep us small and in captivity. They blur our minds and hearts so that we stay the same. Then women can learn to master their mindset, control their choices, set needed boundaries, and create meaningful relationships with others. Love it. Awesome. This is exactly what we've been talking about um, in releasing these things that you're talking about so that we can step into really being present, really feeling our emotions and being with the people that are around us. So um, if you could just real quick kind of share with me your story. I know that you kind of center your story around how you broke free from alcohol. You were using that kind of to numb out. And so I just love to know like how you reached that point of realizing this was a problem and the steps that you took. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I love it. I love this topic because, you know, for me it was alcohol, but for many women, there's many other things. And we'll go into that too, how we have, we have things that become, become what I call, I call them strongholds. And it's basically something that 
is kind of a lie that the enemy has um, allowed you to believe that kind of keeps you trapped. And that's where that keeps us small and keeps us stuck. So for me, it just happened to be wine. You know, I was introduced to um, alcohol in my teens, just as a lot of us are and just, um, you know, the little situations. And then, you know, got more into it in my 20s when it was just kind of cool and it was the the wine club thing and the single days. But when it really escalated was after I had my children and it just came to a place where, you know, there was a season of weekend drinking, getting together, having cookouts and things like that. And then, you know, I'd add a, a night in here and there and then another night here and there. And then what I had found was now looking back that, it was sort of just my go-to for any type of, whether it's celebration or stress or whatever reason, we're cooking out. Let's make a big patch of sangria, you know? So it was probably um, my actual day that I was like, all right, this is it, was August of 2018. But about a year or two before that, I really just kind of started having these thoughts like, man, am I, am I drinking too much? Is this normal? Is it, you know, do other people do this or, you know, what's the deal? And then we would question ourselves because what happens is, is we connect a problem to the most severe problem of that we've ever seen, right? <laughs> Any kind of quote unquote dependence. It's like, oh, but I'm not that bad you know, that person, I don't drink and drive or I haven't, you know, like neglected my children. So no, I'm fine. So yeah. then, then what led me to the point was it just, it just, it continued to escalate. And, um, part of my story is I actually took on a third child. We then went through adoption and it was all kinds of, kind of a crazy two years in the courts. And that really escalated things with my stress levels. And so I found I was drinking like a bottle a day every night and then even more on the weekends. And so, but no one on the outside knew, like outside looking in, you would have no idea. And so I just was kind of self-isolating, but I was working and, you know, cooking and going to the gym some, not as much as I used to. And then it just got to the point where I knew there was the, I call it the moment in the bathtub where I knew it was just, it was dark and it was, I was drinking and I just was, I just knew that if I did not change, this was going to go down that path. And I didn't want that story of that, that extreme situation. And so in that moment, it was just, you know, complete surrender. And I was like, all right, Lord, I know that you've got something bigger and better for me. You're just going to have to kind of show me what that is. And so step one was just kind of taking it away. And and then from there, the growth began to slowly, slowly start. Because anytime you're wrapped up, even if it's food, I found, like there's a, there's a window there where you just feel like crap. And there's a lot of brain fog. And there is not this magical rainbows and sunshine that you may think when you do release and take something away. So, um, that's kind of leading to the moment and then we can kind of go from there. Yeah, I love that. I just love how you kind of walked us through that, that thought process. So as we're kind of looking at our own lives, we can kind of see ourselves in that, in that journey. So you said it was kind of difficult. Um, I guess if you could share with like 
the moment that you had full clarity that this is what I'm going to do. And then kind of what that journey was like during the rough patch before you finally felt the benefits and how you, how you kept yourself on course through that journey. Cause that's when it's so easy to fall back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, how you kept yourself on course to that you were totally, totally and totally committed to making this change. Well, I think the key and, you know, like I said, I have, you know, definitely had other things in my life that I've gone to, but this one by far has been the most, the one that had the most grip and the one that was most difficult. But I think at the, in the whole part is just getting ferociously curious about why we go to the things that we go to and really shifting those questions into going inside and go, well, why is it that I'm choosing this? And, um, really personal growth was a huge part of it for me. And I knew, you know, I've always been someone that likes to, um, you know, I like to be in control and be in charge, which was kind of crazy because it was like the flip flop. It's like, you know, normally my Mm -hmm. nature was very disciplined and things like that. But yet this was that thing that I couldn't get a grip on. And I've actually heard that with women too, that, you know, it's sometimes it's let's say sugar or, you know, something else that they have in their life. They're like, you know, every, you know, I do really good in these other areas, but this one thing has just really got me. And so I think for that, it's just really going, okay, you know, just getting curious and honestly, taking it the whole cliche one day at a time, but truly doing that and really going, okay, what is it that I really need right now? Like learning to listen again. Cause I think we get in such a reaction mode as women that we're constantly tending to everyone else and we're reacting to the situations or the obligations. And we just forget like, we, we have to nurture ourselves. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't push our kids off if they were feeling tired or if they were hungry or if they felt lonely or scared. We wouldn't just go, oh, just suck it up. You know, let's keep moving. So I think that's the thing is really looking, you know, I just started looking inward. It was like, you know, what is causing me to feel this way in order to, I need that thing to get me through these emotions and just being really gentle And then, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different things, but I would say that's probably the, the main thing in the beginning. And then you can start to kind of feel better and give yourself grace and know when you need to rest too. Yeah. I love that so much that I call it self mothering. Like, you know, Mm. what, what you would do for your children, you know, do for yourself. Like that's not selfish. Um, so what so now that you've kind of come through that what in your life has changed and improved since you have moved that out of your life and become like what is the manifestation of being more present and being more yourself in these circumstances I love oh that's my favorite thing to answer because there's been like so much so um probably the biggest thing is real relationships and real connection. Like, you know, I had a, um, you know, my daughter's 16 now and it's been two years. So she's a teenager. She's not dumb. She knew when mom was like, got, you know, kind of gone over the edge of the tipsy and we would like, um, kind of be more combative too, because I was, even though I thought that, (laughs) I thought that I was like numbing the stress and like it was making me better. 
It actually wasn't. It was actually like just kind of pressing this, the, the things that were bothering me deeper. And so, um, I would say for sure, like just, we laugh and we have so much fun and she is just, she's more relaxed around me and she's, um, very open and honest and we talk about everything and she trusts me. Um, so relationships are huge. Um, my energy levels are through the roof because I self mother. I love that. I love that term you used. Um, but I've learned what actually truly fuels me and what actually depletes me. And I really try to keep that in check and kind of just, um, and then I'm present. Like you said, like, I think people hear the terms like awareness and be present and they don't really know like, okay, what does that mean? It's just really kind of tapping into what I was saying, like in the beginning of like, just really stopping and like, feeling what's going on in our bodies and kind of just scanning and it doesn't take but just a minute or two to like all right what's going on what am I feeling you know what do I really need right now you know sometimes it may just be like before you get home let's just say that you know you've had a busy day or like you've been around the kids a lot and you get a few minutes just that even five minutes of just quiet if you have to sit in your car or whatever like just these little things I, I learned to just find ways to just get more peace in my life and so energy obviously um I feel like I look better my hair's grown my nails have grown my skin looks good so you know we love that as women too you know um 45. So, um, but I look back at pictures and my eyes used to be just so puffy and, um, it's weird now. Cause I thought I was like, man, I was looking so good. I was like, now, cause I knew, you know, I was like really bloated and puffy and, um, just like clarity and vision. Like finally I'm at a place in my life where I don't just kind of know what I want to do or just sort of like, I just refuse to settle anymore. And I'm not okay with just doing the same old, same old, because I realized that, you know, I'm made for more, that God designed a purpose for me. And, you know, he's guided me into what I'm doing now because of my story. And I think that's the thing is like so many people are, they're shameful or afraid to share their story. But at the end of the day, like your story may be exactly the bridge that yeah. gets you in and gets you to the promised land and gets you to the place that, he designed you to get to in the first place and you just had to go through that first. And so I would definitely encourage people to like, you know, you, I tell women that decide to remove alcohol. I'm like, you don't have to be like me. You don't have to be on Facebook, on a podcast talking about it. I said, but even in your small community of women or in your family, you can make a huge impact in just the, your children and other people's children, just seeing your change and what you chose to do. Yeah. So that's some highlights. I love that. that is such, mm -hmm. I just love how your story is such a good picture of that verse, how God works all things together for our good. Yep. Um, just, you know, this, even, even in kind of one of your biggest struggles, it's become such a blessing for some of the other women. Um, so yeah, I just love that. So um, I was, Kind of to wrap up, what are two or three pieces of advice that you would give women who are trying to make that decision to remove something that they know is really holding them back, um, how to assess, you know, the different things in their lives and um, how to stay strong when they make that commitment, how to really make that a solid commitment? 
Okay, so I think we'll start with um, how to assess. I think it's one of those things where we just have to get quiet and ask ourselves, you know, is this really serving me? Is this bringing me joy? Is this moving me forward in my life? Or is this holding me back? You know, is this, um, you know, is what I'm doing today helping to become you know, that one I want to be in the future. And I think that's a, that's tricky a lot of times because if we have a, like a substance like wine or, you know, we're wrapped up in our here and now with the stresses of, you know, quarantine and COVID and kids, it's hard for us to see in the future, but we all know that we can easily look back. And so sometimes it's a matter of, let me look back. Have I seen a pattern that has happened in, in my life? Is there something that I see that I can tell that hasn't really been good for me or moving me forward? And then sometimes, if you're really brave, ask for feedback. You know, ask your family, ask your friends. Hey, is there something that, you know, you see in my life that, that may not be as healthy as it could be? And, you know, in love, can you be truthful to me? And then, um, you know, for me, the number one thing is we are not designed to do this thing alone. Like we have to have some sort of community. And like I said before, it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be an announcement in a Facebook group. But you need those couple of really key players in your life that you trust, that you can, um, that you can share with, and that you can be completely honest with, and that, that are willing to be there for you if you're, you know, in a moment of crisis. For sure. And was there one more question? Did I, or did I cover it? <laughs> it was a three. Like assessing, making that decision. Oh, and I think holding that commitment. Did you mm -hmm. cover that? Yeah, and I think that's it. I mean, honestly, well, I'm going to just say I had, for me personally and for many of the women that I coach and serve, there's tons of what we call quote-unquote failures, Plenty of day ones, day twos, whether we're dealing with a, a substance or, um, you know, this could be even like uh, an addiction to social media. It doesn't seem as big because it's like, oh, well, it's just social media. But if it's consuming your time and your mind and you are maybe more insecure or you're doubting yourself or you're in comparison mode because you're looking at everybody else's highlight reel, then that's a problem. And I think what it is, is just going back to knowing that you are serious about your commitment and, you know, having that person that you can talk to. But then also, if you mess up, you mess up. We're human and you got to give yourself grace. And the more you, the more you learn from that mess up and go, okay, this is what happened before the mess up. And now I know, okay, good, I learned. Now it's time to start all over. Not, oh, I'm terrible, I'm awful, I can't believe I did that. Learn from the mistake and then just shift and then start right back over. And you'll get there. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.